Hey there, it's Michael from Amazing FBA. Welcome to Mindset Moments, a little bite-sized chunks of thoughts and hopefully wisdom about business and life from my wanderings around London and other parts of Europe. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA. Hope you are well. This is a bit of a guerrilla podcast recording. I'm not in the home studio as usual, and I'm not putting any fancy intros or outros. Uh, so it is the raw, unvarnished thoughts here. So I want to talk about uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which is a book by Robert M. Piercig from the 70s, and how that relates to e-commerce. I also want to talk about uh, the fantasy of somebody who has all the answers, a mastermind, uh, James Bond, and how reality works. Stay tuned. Well, folks, I had an experience today, which I think is a great metaphor for e-commerce and also how to solve the problems that we get in e-commerce. So today I was riding along on what I thought was my trusty Brompton bike, uh, one of my uh, favorite brands and, and products. But for whatever reason, uh, it let me down today and I found myself stranded somewhere with a chain not working, jammed in the uh, in between the sort of housing of the bike and the gear wheels. Um, as you can tell, I don't know all the technical, it's the derailleur, I guess, but I don't really know all the technical stuff. And being uh, incredibly intelligent and well-prepared, I had, of course, left all my spanners at home, which I normally carry around with me. Now, um, I was very lucky that randomly the guy who lived opposite where I was trying to fiddle around with a bike and fix it came out, saw that I had a problem and lent me his spanner set. And I needed two spanners and I solved the problem within 10 minutes, um, before which I was thinking I'm going to have to take you to a bike shop and get an expensive repair or possibly even buy some spanners and then do it itself. And it would have been a nightmare. And I thought, well, isn't this so, so interesting. You see, every time we have a mastermind meeting, um, or pretty much every time, somebody comes along with a small problem in their business, which is jamming up the entire system. I mean, the whole business isn't working very well or is just not working at all. And um, in order to fix that, they'd move heaven and earth. But often what you need is the right tool or possibly the right person. And you can unlock that one small problem. And then the entire thing works again. And that really reminds me of the wonderful book. If you haven't read it, it's a fiction. Well, it's kind of fiction. And it's kind of uh, a, um, I can't remember what he calls it. it. It's a sort of learning story. It's a story with a message, but it's really well written. It's not one of those lame um, business books. No offense to people writing lame business books. I'll probably write one myself one day because uh, I've got to get that out of my system, but I've got a feeling I'm going to have to write a mediocre book before I write a good one. Um, I hope that's not true. If I ever write a book and you thinking about buying it, please ignore this statement. <laughs> anyway, I digressed. Uh, Robert M. Piercig, P-I-R-S-I-G, wrote Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And one of the things he talks about is this kind of clash between a sense of sort of magic and wonder and technology. And actually, uh, another author who strikes me uh, as relevant is Arthur C. Clarke, the um, writer of great, great science fiction, uh, most famously 2001, which was made into the great film, um, Space Odyssey. And he said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Now, there is something in the Persig that it talks about um, a motorbike being a, a kind of magical thing. that You fly over the landscape, you can escape from yourself, as it were, and that sort of ties in with the whole beats um, poets and and the movement in the 50s and 60s in America about sort of getting on the road 
most famously on the road Jack Kerouac's novel. Now, what the heck has this got to do with the mundane business of um, running a profitable e-commerce business? Well, I think it has every single thing to do with it because an e-commerce business is a complex, complex machine of many, many parts all of which have to work together in the right way, some of which have very fine tolerances and some of which are very easily broken. And if the thing works, you fly along financially rather than uh, in terms of mileage, but it's the same kind of uh, mechanical output and it feels almost like magic. But when it is broken, it comes down to very, very mechanical tiny details sometimes. I mean, in, in the Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, I remember he talks about a bike and... If you try to even remove one screw in order to remove the cover to then fix something problematic in the engine, and if you shear the head of the screw off, you break the screw, suddenly solving that one problem, that one screw is between you and the entire machine working. And there are very many similar analogous uh, points with um, e-commerce businesses. For example, if you have one product that is really making most of your profit, which enables you to cover your overheads, and that profit... Uh, disappears because the listing is suspended by Amazon based on maybe one problematic image or a word you use that you didn't know you shouldn't, but now you know you shouldn't be using that word uh, and it offends Amazon's terms of service, then suddenly uh, you are looking at your whole business no longer working, no longer being profitable and not sustainable because of one word or one image. And so finding that, uh, diagnosing that accurately and then you know knowing what the answer is, is um, one of the solutions. Now, that sort of brings me to another uh, famous business sort of cliche story, which is this. Um, there's a man who owns a factory, rather like he might own an e-commerce business. And um, one day, there's uh, one of his most important machines that produces the most profitable products. Uh, it goes wrong. It normally goes tick, 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 tick. And it goes along and it produces lots of widgets and they sell them and everything works. One day it goes tick, tick, tock, tick, tick, tock. And uh, the, the widgets are no longer produced it is broken and the factory owner is tearing his hair out. Could be a factory owner. He's a woman, by the way. I'll just say he because I'm used to being told that way. He, she or they, as you prefer. And um, he gets his foreman to go and look at the machine. He gets his best mechanic. Nobody can fix the things. Tick, tick, tock, tick, tick, tock. And this is no longer working. It's not producing the widgets. So eventually he hears from a friend of his, uh, who he's got on the phone to other factory owners and the factory owner says, I know the guy who can fix it. And this guy, you know, he'll pay anything. He says, amazing. Yes, send him around. And this mechanic turns up and he goes along and he listens to the machine and he pokes around a little bit and then he gets out a, a spanner and he goes to a certain part of the machine and he hits it hard with a hammer and the machine goes tick, 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 tick. And the machine is working again and the widgets are being produced. And of course, the factory owner is delighted. He says, amazing. Thank you so much. You've saved our bacon. Please send me your bill. And um, the guy with the, the, the hammer and the spanner says, sure, no problem. Goes on his way. Then he sends in his bill and the factory owner is amazed to see the guys put in a bill for $5,000 or name in a large amount for you, whatever. It might be $100,000. And um, the factory owner goes, what the hell is this? This is a very large bill. Um, yes, you fix a problem. It's costing me tens of thousands of lost um, dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. dollars to, you know, adjust according to your own situation. Um, but, you know, this is a ridiculous bill. Can you break it down for me? And the guy writes back and he says, okay, for hitting something with a hammer, $1. For knowing where to hit, $4,999. Now, 
how does this all tie in? Well, I think a um, couple of things. First of all, a whole business can often come down to a single point of failure at certain points in time. And it's going to vary over time, by the way. You can't just say, oh, just solve one small problem and that's it. it. There's lots and lots of parts to a business. And therefore, there are lots and lots of potential points of failure. And when you find a failure, you need somebody to fix it. Now, this brings me to the whole mastermind idea. So there are two meanings to the word mastermind. One is the sense of somebody who is a master criminal and he can plan everything and knows the answer to everything. And another word for that is maybe a guru, somebody who knows the answers to everything. And that is a very common sort of insult really for anybody online who is trying to coach or consult um, and says they know the answer to how to do everything in a business. Uh, by the way, that is not what I say I do or who I am, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, the alternative is not to know the answer yourself and not necessarily to find somebody else who has the answer, but knows what the problem is and knows somebody, a specialist who can come in and hit the nail on the head. And so, uh, rather than putting your face in gurus and somebody who knows the answers to everything in life, I think it's very, very good to have a mixture of the broad and the very specific and what I found to work is very particularly this, the mastermind, not as an individual person who masterminds a crime or is um, amazingly clever, but a set of people who meet together in the sense made famous by uh, Dale Carnegie, who wrote um, how, to uh, how to Win Friends and Influence People based on his analysis of the work of Dale Carnegie, who was one of the richest uh, men in, in history. And he was a man, but you know one of the richest persons in people in history. A uh, great American entrepreneur, and uh, and he created this idea of the master mind, which is like a kind of group mind. And my experience of that, I've run masterminds. I, I saw a, a photo popped up on Facebook the other day from seven years ago when I was running um, masterminds for beginners. But I haven't run those for years. I run masterminds only for those who are established in business now. And when you're in a room with your peers who are hitting similar problems and have to find solutions you'll find two wonderful, wonderful things happen. Either they know the answer to the problem because they've had the problem before and they say, oh yes, you need to get the spanner that's 15 millimeters and take this nut off and then you pull that thing out and then the whole thing works. I mean, this is a metaphor, by the way. Obviously, we don't have literal spanners in most problems in e-commerce, although I do have a couple of people who have manufacturing plants in the mastermind, uh, the 10K collector mastermind that I run. Uh, but mostly it's kind of, electronic versions you know online systems or possibly people and, and how to handle people or law uh, sort of thing so either they know the answer or um they know somebody specialist who knows how to do this so they know a lawyer who can come in and, and tip the exact boxes for you to get your trademark trademarked in america for example or somebody who can sort out your uh website so it displays properly on a chrome browser on an, an android phone for example and I think it, it works beautifully. Uh, I would really encourage you to, the, the final the final learning from this is, um, number one, um, recognize that when the systems and machines that we're building work beautifully, it's kind of magic and that they break down and that they need very mechanical, precise intervention sometimes. That's a... A set of your peers stops you falling into the, 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 the idea of this omniscient uh, person who knows everything and will just give you the answers in life. But we all want to be James Bond. James Bond has been shot at 9,000 times in 
in the film franchise history, apparently. And he got hit once, I think. And I think Money Penny and one of the later ones when Money Penny's a sassy agent who is sent out by M actually shoots him in the shoulder. Uh, but that's the only time I've seen him get shot. And I think I've watched all the James Bond movies because I'm a really uh, grown up person, obviously. Um, and that's not real life. If you have 9,000 Ryans emptied at you over the course of your career, you probably are going to die. So James Bond is a fictional character. I love James Bond movies, but I love it because it is a fantasy. If you start believing in fantasies in the real world, you're going to get hurt or you know disappointed at the very least so finding a person with all the answers a single person i think is foolish because it's the mentality that it invites is to hand over thinking and hand over faith instead of being better yourself at solving problems but if you have a group of your peers where somebody else has found the same sort of problem and solved it or if they can refer you to an expert who is not a guru because they don't know everything. They are very, very good at one particular thing like law or marketing or, um, you know, image work or whatever it may be. Um, that Rolodex of great tested people. That is incredibly valuable because you are still taking responsibility for being a business owner and running your business and growing your business. And you are in the trenches alongside your peers and they can sometimes really really help you but that is not the same mentality as passing over responsibility to somebody else to wave a magic wand now you can go and spend ten thousand dollars as one of my mastermind members did to my slight amazement two or three years ago on some marketing system which is uh you know probably quite clever somewhat gray uh hat in terms of terms of service for amazon selling and, you know, you went to some Las Vegas convention and you get the, the talk and the drinks with everyone else. And, you know, fine if you like that kind of thing. But if you'd spent that sort of a fraction of that money and, and hung around my mastermind, that sounds very arrogant, my mastermind, the mastermind that we've got together in London for a year. Yes, it would have been less dramatic in terms of progress, um, possibly. But I swear that over time, that would have more of an impact on your business because, there are so many other things that happen when you're, when you're with your peers as well. And you, you know, it's not just solving mechanical problems. Uh, it's seeing what other people are doing and being inspired that, by that. And also seeing the problems other people hit and going, oh my God, I must avoid that at all costs. Um, you know, and, and I could go on with the mastermind thing, but I, I just want to leave you with a summary of today's thoughts, which is really number one, get your machine built. And that is the business you are in. You are building a kind of machine, even though it's got sort of soft parts to it, if you like, that the human element, you and, and any staff you've got and any business partners you have. Secondly, recognize that it is going to break and you need, sometimes you don't need a complicated solution, but you need to know what the solution is. And you just need somebody to give you a spanner. Today, all I needed was a guy to lend me two spanners and I sorted my bike out. Um, I'm not really a bike uh, mechanic, but it was fairly obvious that if the chain was sort of snarled up. If I moved a couple of things out of the way, it would free it. And so it, so it proved sometimes you do need an expert. And so sometimes I have a, an expert mechanic that is an expert in a particular type of bike that I have. And I take it to them and they sort things out. But without friends who, who rode bikes or without people, the kindness of strangers today, I wouldn't know where to start. And so. I'm a big, big uh, believer in having peer groups. Um, I'm a big, big believer in calling in experts to solve specific problems, but taking responsibility for your own journey 
um, and not spending lots of money on something that is going to promise the earth and not deliver. I mean, the mastermind I feel is opposite. The mastermind is, is a hard thing for me to market. The 10K collective mastermind has been running for over seven years now. Um, and we've had so many wins that like people have, you know, got their business to seven figures and sold it. Now, were we all only responsible for that? Of course not. The guy worked super hard, a very smart entrepreneur. And, um, you know, to some degree, we've got to say also there was a degree of luck or, or smart timing when he sold it because there was a sort of ravening horde of uh, aggregators buying businesses at that point. And they've since kind of got a little bit more conservative with their valuations. But no matter, you know, some other people have like, 10x their revenue from when they came in and again that's partly a function of how crazy covid went that their incredible hard work but we were a part of that people tell me repeatedly so i'm very proud of what we do there and it is we not i it's not about me being some guru because i am not i don't know all the answers um i know less than most of the members in most cases there are specific things where i might know something but i know um two things really i know how to run a mastermind and, and how to attract and keep and, and uh, work with great people to get the best out of each person for the group as a whole and get most out of the group for each individual person to go away with. And I know a bunch of really, really smart people who are like the man with the hammer, um, expert at very particular problems. And I bring them in to work with the mastermind members in a group setting, not one-to-one, -one, but not one-to-many in the sense of you know, lecturing from the front uh, in like a masterclass format or a webinar or whatever, that's valuable. But I run a podcast so I can give people, you know, just broadcast type content. Here's the guy. Here's how you, you know, manage your ads spend. Here's how you improve your conversion rate. Here's how you do X technical problem. But what we do in the mastermind is bring the experts in and they work with the um, members uh, in a small group, which means not only do you get some time to solve your specific problems, but also everyone else learns from that as well, which is incredibly powerful. So um, this is a bit self-serving because I'm now talking about the mastermind. I am opening the mastermind up for uh, new members, uh, for people doing at least half a million um, dollars uh, minimum per year in e-commerce revenue and it's also for those who are uh, selling private label or custom products their own brand well their own brand uh, it's for service people if you want somebody to make a magic wand uh, you need to go away because I can't do that I will not solve all your problems for but we will certainly help you uh, solve the problems a heck of a lot quicker and give you um a great sounding board as well to just check sanity check uh, your thoughts and your plans as well and inspire you with not some kind of pumped up hyped up thing but just reality of seeing other people succeed and grow their businesses and hanging out with the winning team so if that interests you then um i am going to be opening the doors and doing a big push for it and i will be doing a lot of deals over the next while it's now sort of late january and i'm going to do sort of deals until mid february so now's a great time if you're interested just get over to the amazonmastermind.com that is the amazonmastermind.com and you can check us out there and uh come and uh apply if you want to it's application only we'll do an interview and then we'll take it from there if you're interested however if you are based, if you're not based in the UK or Western Europe, you're going to find it tricky because we do have in-person meetings in London six times a year. And I'm sticking to that because um, offline, when you work online, is, is a really, really important thing. Um, but if you are in America or you're not yet hitting those kinds of numbers, I would really, really, really urge you to get a group of your peers together. Um, and I would really urge you also to um, just 
think about that wonderful book by Robert M. Pierce. You might even want to go and read it, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. There's a lot of wisdom in there, but it is a wonderful thing when a business works beautifully like a beautifully made and maintained machine. Uh, it is indistinguishable from magic, and I wish you uh, a year of magical levels of business working, and I hope that you can find the people to solve the problems for when those little moments when it breaks down to get you back to flying along in your business. Thanks for listening. This has been Michael Vizi for Amazing FBA Podcast. Do you want to grow your business bigger and faster? A free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find missed golden opportunities. I generally charge $150 or more per hour, but this would be free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing a few thousand dollars a month in sales already. Just visit myamazonaudit.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time. That's myamazonaudit.com. Look forward to speaking to you on your audit. Thank you.